Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome. Joyce Edison here, and today we're going to talk about micro inequities at work. You know, I have taught this class many, many times, and I keep hearing the same thing from employees. Joyce, I am suffering this. I'm experiencing this. This is this is my life. This is my day at work. This is what I feel like. Really, this is going on. How do I stop it? So today, I want us to spend some time talking about micro inequities because I believe that too many professionals, employees at work, are suffering stress micro inequities, uh, power imbalances, racial discrimination, and getting sick as a result, getting stressed out as a result, burned out, and developing illnesses that are threatening their lives. One of my goal is to continue to work with them to develop resources and tools and strategies to improve your relationship, your relationships at work, your interactions, your exchanges, to renegotiate your realities at work so you can excel in your career. You know, yesterday I was talking to my colleague and my colleague is a dean in a, a faculty and she was saying to me, you know, sometimes the students are challenged and they cannot get doors open for them. They can't get the the favors they need or or the sometimes just have doors open for them. And as a black professional, as a black dean, they find her. And she said, they find me from Sunday to Saturday, morning, noon, and night. When they can't get those doors open for them, the barriers, the systemic barriers, they find me. And I take pleasure in helping my people to excel. And I think that is such a beautiful story. We need to hear more of it. We need to see more of those opportunities. We need to see more of those doors open. We need to see more of those possibilities because it makes a difference. And when I talk about micro inequities, often I get asked, Joyce, what are micro inequities? Now, first off, I want to say that I believe that many times micro inequities are happening because there is that latent anger and aggression, right? Micro inequities are part of that, those microaggression, those uh, aggressive tactics that we want to use to tell someone that they don't belong. You don't, you're not part of this group. You don't belong. You don't fit in. You are a token. My clients say to me, I feel like I have been, uh, I've been here because of equitable standards. I came here because they were trying to, 
uh, meet equity, the equity coder, and there is no obligation or desire to do anything, then just get me into the door to meet a coder. And my desire to grow my career or my development has just gone to the wayside. And those are things that are very important to employees when they see their lives being impacted, their careers being impacted, and everyone around them are being um, promoted or moving on and they're challenged. And in this series, I will be talking about some of those challenges and what we can do about them. How can you get yourself out of those challenging situations if you're part of it? So if you're challenged with micro inequities at work or the topic just sounds interesting and you're not quite sure what it is, they are those micro actions that we take towards someone. They build up over time and they compound. So it's like making subtle comments about someone that, oh yeah, you do that all the time. Oh yeah, I ex- I didn't expect anything from uh, anything else from you. And we think you are the one. So it's really about being forced to defend yourself. Always, they always looking for ways to. Uh, tell you that you are not quite part of the group. And what we see statistically is that those who suffer micro inequities tend to be people of diverse groups, people of diverse gender, so more the females or a male if he tends to be in a female dominated uh, workplace. So I had a male client who was uh, a minority uh, from a minority group, but also in a female-dominated profession. And he suffered a lot of micro-inequities he, to the point that it was in affecting his mental health. So people of different culture, diverse culture, people of uh, diverse races, people who have minority groups, ethnicity, if you're from a different ethnic background or from different soci- uh, sexual orientation. So anyone who's not part of the mainstream workplace culture can experience micro-inequities because micro-inequities occur because those who are of the mainstream are feeling either threatened or upset that you are part of the group, that you are taking up space or feeling that you're an inferior right? You're inferior or um, helping you identifying that you are not part of the in-group, so you won't get invited to lunch with everyone else. You won't get that special bake that they, they bake and they bring for everyone else, and you won't be on the list. Um, getting, go, getting invited to other people's home for the weekend or going golfing or, or shopping, you may not be included. So you will feel isolated and exclusive, excluded and, uh, always wondering where, uh, where do I fit in and, and, uh, do they not see how this makes me feel? It's one of the things that my clients will see. And I'm like, no, they do not see how they make you feel because they are too busy on their power trip. They're too busy feeding their ego and feeling completely threatened by your existence to be aware of how you're feeling. 
So those who are experiencing micro inequities often say to me, Joyce, I feel disregarded. I feel squeezed out of the organization. I feel shut down. Like I don't have a voice and nothing I say is important. That reminds me of my male client I talked about earlier. Always reminded that they see things differently. Ah, you always have a different point of view. You never see things. You never agree with us. Always making you feel like you, 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 you're just not. You are something else. And they often tell me, Joyce, I feel undervalued. I don't feel that my real value and worth is being appreciated in the workplace. I feel questioned. I feel judged and judged harshly and judged unfairly. I don't see opportunities. I see their lack of opportunities for me to grow in my career and to move ahead. So when these things are happening, what tends to happen is that there is a power struggle. Somebody feels that your presence, there is an opportunity for them to portray uh, their, their power and build up their own ego or they're threatened by your presence and what that may mean to them because they have their own interpretation of your being there and what it means. And, and it's not something that you necessarily would agree with or maybe you could even think about, right? So micro inequities are considered to be de deliberate cruelty. Unlike unconscious biases, which I talk about and teach in another uh, course and we'll talk about in another um, podcast episode, the micro inequities are deliberate cruelty. So it's done by people who have the power to slowly and methodically erode a person's motivation or self-worth uh, or value to the organization and want you to think that what you're being here is just pure accident. And if you're not here tomorrow, we wouldn't even notice. Right. So some examples uh, of micro inequities also include um, not saying good morning or otherwise greeting other employees warmly. And then when it comes to your turn, oh, hi, Joyce, uh, nothing. You don't get the same warmth, the same curiosity. How was your weekend? How was your family? How was your daughter? How was your dog or your pet? Whatever that may be. You don't get the checking in, right? Or checking one's Blackberry, other multitasking while speaking to an employee. So you come into a meeting uh, to your boss and Instead of them putting down whatever they have in their hand and facing you and saying, what are you, you know, how can I help you? What's going on? What's on your mind? They are answering their phones. They are sending an email or they're texting on their smartphones, right? So those are some of the reasons why we see, um, we see a lot of employees complain about micro inequities at work and some of the comments right that are made it can be quite ridiculous and so it's really important to think about what message you're sending before you do right addressing some employees by chummy nicknames and others more formally pronouncing right or mispronouncing somebody's name despite being earlier corrected 
and um, maybe confusing uh, people's name and, and last name or, or asking, oh, why is it so difficult? And why do we have to struggle with these pronunciation? If somebody's name is difficult to pronounce or unfamiliar to you, it's quite okay to say, I'm not familiar with this pronunciation. So I ask your pardon if I did do it the English way, which is what I know, because most of us would taught English fanatically and we speak from that, that same perspective. And so when we encounter names, especially the ones without vowels and, and very long syllables, it's very difficult for our brain to do the translation. It can be done. It will just take practice and time and everything we do over and over again will get better. So it's important for us to, to make those distinction and not let the person feel that they've done something wrong or, or something is wrong with them. So the other set of micro inequities I wanted to touch on briefly are crossing one's arms when listening to a comment from an, uh, from an employee or another client or even from a customer, right? Routinely being late or leaving early for meetings. It says, you know, this is not important. I have better things to do with my time. Continually interrupting employees or completing sentences for people. It's another way to uh, demonstrate your power um, or to send messages that somebody isn't good enough or what they're doing is right. Uh, we also have written aggression, right? The, the micro inequities that happen in written form. So um, the whole concept of uh, dealing with aggressive communication like emails, uh, things, uh, maybe social media, people may say things about you, abusive voicemails, uh, maybe a letter or a memo that you receive that has a very threatening tone or very um, negative tone or, or just puts you out of sorts that those are all part of those communication we talk about and those microaggressions. So microaggression is not, it's, it's the micro, meaning that it's small, little, aggressive acts that I'm going to do. And I'm doing that because there is a power inequity between us because I want to show you that I still have the power. It doesn't matter if you're more educated than me or if you're younger than me, I still have the power. And I'm going to find ways to show you that I am relevant. Don't don't mess with me. I'm relevant and I can make your life miserable. I can make others think different thoughts about you. The other one I want to talk about is gossip. Gossip is another microaggression right, uh, tactic. And by saying hurtful and harmful things about people, that comes back to them. It's even more detrimental. And so when we do that, we are contributing to that whole program of microaggression and micro inequities that's changing people's lives for the worst. Because what these things often do is they create a sense of bewilderment. It creates a sense of confusion and hurt, right? Uh, making people feel hurt, upset, angry, and frustrated at work is not a nice thing and something that we should try not to do. 
So if you are facing microaggressions at work, first thing to do is to let the person know that, first of all, you've recognized uh, and you're not sure if they do, but those are offensive things or this tactic or you know, they are the ones that are more subtle, those inequities that are so subtle where they've invited everyone else for lunch and they didn't. Well, how do you complain about that? Right? And most often with micro inequities, it's so subtle. It's so, it's not quite a harassment complaint. It's not quite a disrespectful uh, workplace complaint. It's, it falls in its own category. It is microaggression. So how do I deal with microaggression? Well, you can call it by its name. It's by saying to your boss that I have been exposed to microaggressive tactics by another colleague and I would like to have a workshop or presentation or webinar brought in so everyone becomes aware of microaggression and how we should respond to it. Because sometimes you don't know how to do it yourself. Uh, of course, you can also check my website. I'm also doing, always doing blog posts and videos on how we can respond to those appropriately. And in this, in this recording though, I want to tell you in this podcast, a couple of things to do. So first you want to let the person know that you are aware of the action, the comment, the behavior, whatever it is. And, um, you would really like there to be more positive interactions between you. And you felt that that particular incident had a negative stance. So if it's, for instance, they've gone out to ask everyone else for coffee to come to coffee and you were not invited, I would go about it saying, hey, I noticed you guys went out for lunch and I I hope I may have missed or I noticed that I missed your invitation. Can you let me know when the next one is? so that I can put it in my calendar. And you want to let that person know you know, and you have to choose, you have to make a choice. Do you want to be in the group or do you not want to be in the group? If you don't want to be in the group, then it doesn't matter. Don't make waves about things that are not of interest to you. But if you want, if that's important to you and you feel you're missing good, valuable uh, social interaction time or opportunities to build your relationship with others, uh, people of influence in the group, then I would approach one of those folks and say, Hey, I noticed you guys went for lunch yesterday. I completely missed it. Can I ask you to be my, my buddy, my, my notification buddy when you get notified for the upcoming meeting that you would just, um, forward me the link and remind me because I keep missing those or I keep finding out about them after the fact. So now you have two options to get invited to that meeting. And you might want a third person to know that you are interested in those meetings. So the chances of you not becoming aware of it is going to be very, very slim when you have this many people on your game and wanting to send you out the information so you don't miss out. The other thing to be important is to be relevant. Make sure you are sharing and helping and collaborating and cooperating with the other people or those you want to connect with so that you can use those opportunities to build friends and influence people because that's critical in your success path. So I hope I have answered your question. The other piece that I wanted to share quickly is the the whole 
concept of micro affirmation. You may want to affirm that person who is negatively, you know, aggressively uh, putting forward micro aggression. You would actually want to affirm them positively. And that's the opposite of microaggression is micro affirmation by saying, you know, it is so nice of you to, um, coordinate these these launches it's such a uh a credible you know thing that you're doing it's such an important social aspect for us in the workplace to have that and i want to commend you and acknowledge you for doing that and uh i think it's valuable for everyone to have an opportunity to participate and most also to to share with you how important this is and that you've gone to such length to do it. So a little fawning is not bad if it's done in the right amount and in the right place and at the right time to help you to renegotiate your relationships at work and to ensure that you're getting the things that you want because don't forget that you still have the power to decide what actually happens to you. Somebody can leave you out, but you actually have to choose to stay left out. Once you become aware of it, you have the power to change that situation. And that's the real power is your power of choice. So don't let these things turn you down. Don't let these things put you in a place where you accept them as your lot in life. Accept them as what you're deserving. You have the ability to change that. And there are many strategies you can use to turn this around in your favor. So you can start having, um, sending out micro affirmation, teaching that person how to treat you by affirming them positively. They're going to feel ashamed or so starting to actually have more positive feelings towards you and then will stop the negative microaggression and will eventually start be providing with micro micro affirmation and treating you positively that is the power you have don't sit on your power and sit there frowning you know and and pursing your lips and being angry and upset and letting them display their power and you staying in a place of this this empowerment. It is your responsibility to step up and own your power, take it, claim it today because you have the ability to do so. I will hear you on the next podcast. And if you're interested in getting more of these tips, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where I will continue to be sharing our podcast and some tips to help you to claim your power at work and to develop the relationships you deserve at work so you can excel in your career. Take care and we'll see you in the next one. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.